Photography podcast, a weekly informal conversation with the guests that have been kind enough to join us during our Wednesday morning Village Green lecture series. The lectures this term are centred around the theme of photographic communities. We will be welcoming a range of photographers, artists, organisers and academics to talk about the importance of working collectively in their research and practice. This week, Sarah Howe and I are joined by Jenny Bames. We discuss the body as material and process, performing for Zoom, structure and spontaneity, and surprising yourself. Hi, um, I'm Jenny Baines. I'm an artist who works mostly with film. That's how I describe myself. An artist who makes film, not a filmmaker. Um, and I teach in filmmaking. I work mostly with third years, so I'm head of third year and I work with anyone who's interested in artist moving image and film as installation. My background is fine art, so that's the approach that I take when um, I'm making film. So a lot of it's informed by kind of a, a conceptual art practice. So maybe that's a really good place to start then. So, so um, I, I guess like I, I would also describe myself as an artist that uses photography. And so I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's that distinction like for you? What's the difference between a filmmaker and an artist that makes film? I think it's really important. Um, I've been introduced in film screenings before and I've been really adamant that's how I need to be introduced. <laughs> um, I think it's, I approach film as a material and method um, and I, I don't see the process as that different as to maybe how I would use a printmaking process or um, a material process for making sculpture. So I think that's really what informs my bloody mindedness with being <laughs> described in that sense yeah um and i i think coming from a, a background because i studied sculpture at slade um that's where i did my ma and i was making a lot of props for performance so there's a definite kind of physical element to the work which is now more embodied literally so to speak in my body and the performance for camera but I think that that kind of thinking sculpturally is still there in how I make the work and how I show the work. Um, so I think that's another reason why it's important to make those definitions. Maybe it's a way of putting myself in a box that isn't a box. I don't like this boxing of practices. Yeah, I think artist is a nicely big and ambiguous box, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it makes sense. It's like, you know, you kind of do what that work needs rather than mm. kind of starting with something and then making it fit into that. And I think that's how like Ben and I probably approach photography in a similar way. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wondered if you could maybe talk about um, one of the works that you, you sort of discussed that you were sort of showing a work in progress and that was something that was kind of kind of quite new to you but so perhaps you could just um kind of talk through that a bit and maybe we can ask some questions from there mm. um i showed a few works in progress um there was the 
The piece in Berlin, which is kind of on hold, where I was filming the Paternoster lifts. But then there were the other pieces, um, which I kind of see as a body of work where I'm doing some performances for Zoom, I hate to say. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I, I guess there's a series of works that I'm thinking of with regards to a project that I've called Centre and Measure of All Things, which is borrowing um, Oscar Schlemmer's term for how he was thinking around uh, the body with regards to some of the ballets he created for the Bauhaus. Um, and I, well, firstly, I thought it was a really interesting term. I think it's a really interesting term for an exhibition. And I think at the heart of it, it places the body as material and process. Um, so thinking around that, I became, it, it kind of opened up ways in which I was working. So, you know, working in lockdown, um, I started, you know, we've all been defined and we're all sat in these funny little square boxes <laughs> and we're defined by the frames in which we're existing. So um, the performance that I did for Zoom was still thinking in regards to the parameters of the, fra of the frame, which I, I, I do when I'm thinking about um, working on analogue. Mm -hmm. um, but with regards to my body measuring the space in which I'm currently existing. So I've done a series of them in the flat where I am now, in the garden and in the studio, where I'm kind of physically measuring the space using the computer screen. Um, and then there was another series of works which are currently ongoing, um, called loosely called Berlin Directives. So when I was there in February, I got people to send me uh, something to respond to each day for five days. So I was there to film the Paternoster lifts, another piece that's in progress. Um, and I was staying in this rather amazing apartment that I thought would be nice to use as a studio. Um, and it was partly triggered after seeing Rebecca Horn's um, series of works, exercises in nine pieces again um, at the Tate. So I got people to send me a prompt uh, over a period of five days, one a day. So I had 24 hours to respond and make a new piece of work. Um, so that became, some of them are photographs. So there was one I showed you, which was the the kind of multi-layered medium format photo. Um, so that was a response to a Brecht poem that I was sent. Um, and then there's other ones I did, which were a series of walks that I recorded just by filming on my phone. Um, and then some more medium format photos. And then in response to that, I'm now doing a, a series of five pieces in London that are a response to um, an instruction that five artists and curators in Berlin have sent me. So it's kind of like a conversation between works. Was that a way that you'd work getting other people to sort of impact the, the, the way the work was shaped or is it this quite a new thing to use these responses um I've done it once before I just thought it would be nice to do something which didn't quite didn't feel so precious and it didn't matter if it didn't work and it was just a way of kind of responding to something in a different environment <laughs> um, 
because we're living in weird times anyway, so why not mix it up a bit? Um, but I, I suppose when I when I was making more kind of props, the objects I was making, which then initiated the performance for camera. With with those, I saw them very much as objects that people could interact with. So I was interested in how people activate a thing and activate a space, which I think still very inherent in how I work and particularly how I show the work. So how the work activates the space and how the, the viewers activate the space. So maybe it's an extension of that to some degree. One of the one of the questions I wanted to ask was that I was thinking of during your talk was um, some students were asking quite a lot about um, this sort of like almost like restrictions that you place on yourself in the work. There's like a sort of system of um, like you said, oh, I have these nine you know instructions and I'll respond to them this way. And so I was kind of thinking about maybe attention or um, the relationship between like restriction and your practice and maybe even like care and support and th that and restriction is sometimes quite closely tied together um yeah so it's just sort of a series of thoughts that i guess i don't know if that makes any sense to you or not yeah yeah it does i think yeah maybe parameters i use that word quite a lot um i and i guess any process has a kind of a, a, a structure whether it be a photographic process, a filmmaking process, a printmaking process. I think using a material and the tools to mould that material, to some degree, there are parameters that, you know, you can work with, mm. but also that you can push back against. So I think that becomes really interesting. So, you know, OK, the camera that I shoot on has a set frame, but I'm interested in how how when I perform for camera how can I disrupt the frame and suggest that it happens beyond it so yeah I, I don't see them as limiting I see them as um something to be pushed to some degree or to have they're kind of like a containment to have the freedom to do whatever you want to within that yeah that makes absolute sense to me yeah yeah it's funny how you can't just be free as it were you need something to be a free against yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but I think there's something about method and process as well. I don't know whether you find this when you're base working. I there's something quite um, meditative about going through a particular known process that opens up a way of thinking that allows other things to happen. Um, I think that's part of it that I find really interesting as well. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of interesting because we've been speaking about sort of methods and processes to our um, images at the moment. So it's really good to hear you kind of speak about that um, in that way, definitely. I mean, do you find that either of you when you set up a shot? Because I find if I've particularly when I'm making my films, because I don't rehearse the action that I perform for the camera. So it's always a static shot. You know, I take the light reading. It's all, you know, it's all very methodical. And then I'm the chaotic thing that I put in the frame <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen. So it's almost kind of there's the really kind of strict regimented bit beforehand. And then there's the freedom within that once you get to the point of doing. 
Yeah, I think I've I found that um, I guess more in kind of creating a, a situation or a scenario and then just letting it unfold. So I kind of make maybe an installation or something within and then kind of put the camera for to it and and film whatever like the light or kind of shadow or kind of whatever interferes with it kind of. Yeah. And it's quite yeah that that process is that it's meditative doing the sort of practical bit of kind of getting everything right but also for me I guess I'm not being active in the actual um filming process I'm actually being quite passive but just that in itself is quite meditative to kind of notice these things that you wouldn't normally so I think yeah definitely yeah. resonates with me that's a really nice idea just like having a frame and then in it things change slowly and you're just kind of observing them happen it's quite nice but I was going to say for me it feels really analogous to the way I think about composing music and as much as setting up um enough of a framework to give to give to support people to to make something but yeah. uh, but it's open enough for 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 reinterpretation and things to happen that are maybe unexpected and there's like that balance and the bit i enjoy is like figuring out what that balance is going to be mm. just just having that structure and then and then seeing what happens with it kind of similar to, to how i guess you and sarah were seeing mm. Mm. i think it's important to have that element of the unknown or playfulness or whatever you want to call it maybe it allows you to almost surprise yourself i think that's what i always hope for is something that surprises me in the work i've made maybe that's what keeps us interested in making <laughs> like I, I was i work quite a lot with kind of interview and sort of talking to people and um, recording those conversations and then mani manipulating that text or that language and I suppose yeah like the, the ones that have been most successful have been ones where someone said something completely off what we were meant to be talking about and then it becomes like mm -hmm. more interesting but again it's just like setting this parameter of what an interview should be and then it kind of going off and I had a question that's maybe like I don't know apropos of nothing but it sort of struck me that um if you don't mind me showing your your keen runner and uh okay. I'm <laughs> super super into sort of an endurance thing I like cycling and I've, I've, for me I've been trying to think like if that's anything to do with my practice or if that feeds into my process at all and I was wondering if you had considered it as part of your practice or, or if it's just very separate um I think it is part of my practice but I don't quite know how yet I think the the physical element is definitely there because I, I the way I interact with the camera I almost see this like a physical relationship that sounds a bit weird but um it's almost like I'm in competition with the camera or the the tasks that I perform um are sometimes quite physically demanding so they can only be performed for a certain amount of time hmm. and in the camera only um, you know, using the wind-up mechanism of the camera, so that runs down after a, a, a duration. Um, it's kind of like this push-pull with um, with the mechanism and the physical performance. But I've recently, <laughs> I'm taking contemporary dance classes. Oh, amazing! Um, <laughs> which uh, might I I don't know how it will feed in because I. I've been looking a lot at choreography. Um, so, you know, I mentioned earlier um, 
Oscar Schlemmer's Bauhaus ballets and I've been I've been looking at choreography for a long time so Yvonne Rayner um, I think she's amazing and her work I've been interested in for different reasons so one of the slides I showed was uh, when I was talking about the paternoster lifts and the looping mechanism I showed um, the diagram for diagonal from terrain which was the looped kind of uh, score for mm. her dancers mm. so I've, I've kind of become really interested in um, in uh, yeah scores for dance how they insinuate some kind of instruction mm. but her work in particular um, with regards to the idea of the frame and the performance continuing beyond it I think again it was Trio A, one of her one of her pieces for Trio A. The dancers go off stage, but there is no off stage. So we're still watching them perform even though they're not performing. And that to me is this again, this really interesting division of the frame, the scene and the not scene. And in that instance, in that particular work, the what we shouldn't be seeing, we can actually see. Um so there's there's all kind of these crossovers that are going on at the moment that I'm still trying to figure out with regards to influences from choreography. So yeah, I'm going to do two hour dance classes every well I was. It's online now. <laughs> so maybe there is some kind of thing there. I probably mentioned Hollis Frampton quite a lot. One of my dead husbands, as I describe him, <laughs> he he writes a lot about film being um, was it material plus time and light um, is what film is, which I think is really lovely. Very nice description. I, I like the dead husbands description. So Celine Condorelli describes all these people as her friends that she carries with her. Not quite like that, is it? Oh, I've got a few. Bastionardas, one of my dead husbands. I know, I sound like a weird. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got quite a few of them. Thanks again to Jenny for joining us. The music this week is by third-year student Ben Moore. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Thanks for listening.